0: You're listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. On today's episode, what are we doing? We're talking to Michael Sartain. Michael is an interesting man with some interesting information, stuff that I don't talk a lot about here on the podcast. Because it's more advanced. But even so, we're, gonna, we're about to get even more advanced with this topic, even though it's already an advanced topic. What are we talking about? Social circle game. Why is it advanced? Well, it's advanced because it's not usually the first thing you do when you're trying to meet and attract women. Usually you have that kind of down, and then you can move into doing the social circle game, meaning you create a social circle where you can meet more women through the social circle. He has a very interesting technique that he has said has worked very well for the guys that he works with. He does actually train guys in this social circle game to be able to have a lot of women around you and ones that you would actually want to be around you. Who are we talking about? Instagram models and creating a social circle of those kinds of women. So, If that's of interest to you or if you just want to be entertained by how this would all work, this episode is for you. So get ready because you're about to hear an entire system on how to implement this with actual action-taking steps. Say that ten times fast. Actual action-taking steps, and Michael is going to be teaching you how to do that. If you feel that social circle game is a little bit intense and that's something that you're not ready for, even though you're still listening to the episode just to kind of see what's up, don't worry. There are more beginner programs such as my program in the Trip Advice arena. So I help you with approaching women, talking to women, whether it's online or in person. You can always work with me. Go to coachedbytrip.com in order to apply to work with me if you feel that the advanced stuff is a little too much. Of course, I do also a social circle game and advanced stuff, but it's a little different from what Michael does and you'll see that in a bit here. Either way, you have options for help and don't worry. These options will get you to the place where you need to be. So, coachedbytrip.com is where you go to apply if you'd like to work with me one on one. If you feel that even coaching is a little too intense for you right now, you want to take it a step back and take it at your own pace, you can always get my hooked program at getherhooked.com. There is probably around 5,000 guys who have this program at this point. The program is meant to teach you step by step what to do to meet women, attract women, how attraction works. How to tap into female psychology to understand what it is that women actually get triggered by. So, you get to learn that and how to implement it to actually get women hooked on you. And yes, it does work. Go to getherhook.com if you want to go through your own video course and take your time, and that will work for you as well. All right, why don't we get into it now? Here is my interview with Michael Sartain talking about advanced social circle game techniques. Here it is. Hey Michael, what's going on, man? Good to have you on the podcast.
1: Hey, glad to be here.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. So I've been wanting to interview you for a while now. I think we we got introduced through what, what's his name? Now I'm forgetting. Who 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 introduced us? It was uh, another influencer friend. where, where were farms. you? It was over DMs. Was it
1: uh was it Brittany Michaelchuk? Was it uh no. Owen? No, was it was it, a male. Uh Luke Krog. Or, uh, oh, maybe it was uh, Jared Zawostoski. God, I'm, now I'm blanking on on who it was. <laughs> um, Ju, what's his name? Oh, uh, you're talking about Justin Ross Lee.
0: There we go, Justin Ross Lee. Yes, he he introduced us a while ago. I remember that I was going to have you on the podcast and finally we made it happen because we wanted to talk about your crazy social circle. I mean, all you do is post photos with you and, and models and looks like Playboy bunnies. And it's just insane. And it seems nonstop. So I wanted to pick your brain and hear about how that all came to be.
1: You can tell a little bit of of your story and and who you are. So why don't we just start there? Yeah, for sure. So I was um, captain in the Air Force. I flew a KC-135. I was an instructor navigator. And then I did some uh, intelligence work for them also. And while I was in the military, I would go and travel on the weekends to either Atlanta when I lived in Georgia, or I would travel on the weekends to Dallas when I lived in Wichita, Kansas. It was just one of these situations where my life in the military was so devoid of a social circle that I wanted to try to build one whenever I went out. So I'd go to Atlanta and I would I would start watching these guys who were just incredible at getting huge amounts of people to show up to events. One one thing that happened for me and Triple, like I'm sure you're you're aware of is like so probably around 2003 to 2005 is kind of the birth of the the pickup industry, right? Seduction industry. Well, I I had some exposure to them back then, maybe in 2008, 2005, 2008, somewhere in that period. And then I quickly, after hanging around some of those guys, came to the realization that I think a lot of people have, which is a lot of those guys are really bad with women. They're not good at all. And, And a lot of them are instructors. So I, what I did instead is I started hanging out with guys who were just good with women. They didn't talk about being good with women. They didn't have a program to sell. They were just absolutely fantastic. Getting huge groups of people to come to events, you know, being able to promote stuff. You know, they were always dating the prettiest girls. You know, they would go out on boats and there'd be girls there with them. Their birthday party, there'd be 40, 50 girls. And I just followed what those guys did, which what they did is very, very different to what the guys in the pickup community were teaching. And the main delineation that I found, and this was maybe after I got out of the military in 2011, just, just something I became a little bit more in tune with. The main delineation is that I found that guys who are good with women can all make friends with women and guys who are not good with women cannot. It doesn't mean that all they do is make friends with women. It just means that they can't. And what I found is that whenever I ask guys who aren't good with women, it's like, hey, can you, can you just make six female friends? It's just impossible for them to do it. You know, fast forward, 2011, I moved to Las Vegas and I've been here for the last 10 years. And I had a program that I was teaching just sort of, um, so I, I work at a hedge fund. That's what I do for a living where I work at a small financial firm as a quantitative analyst. And then I also work for a stock auction brokerage. And then I also host all these different charity events. But I started this program just sort of as a hobby, the Men of Action program. And it wasn't something I was doing professionally, but it was just something where I would like try to, for a lack of a better term, unfuck men from pickup. We did this program and I would invite these guys to all these different events and I would teach them how to get people to come to their events. And I would teach them just all the things that they wanted to learn. And at the same time, You know, if you saw my social media, I had irrefutable visual evidence that what I was doing was working. I I gotta be honest with you, it made a lot of people in the pickup community very angry. Like they really hated the fact that I was saying a lot of things that I was saying and that I could provably show that it would work. So probably around um, 2019, I considered the idea of just doing this professionally because what I found was that when guys were more invested in, you know, financially or as far as time and resources were concerned, that they were way more invested in improving themselves. And I'm more interested in watching guys improve themselves than say a, not to knock these guys, but like, uh, you know, if you go to a Tony Robbins seminar, or if you go to something, even like maybe something like Grant Cardone, a lot of those guys will go to those seminars. They'll feel good about themselves. Then they'll go home and they'll just go back to their mom's basement and they won't do shit to change their life. And I'm not interested in that. That's why it's called the Men of Action Program. I will make you change your life. Most of my clients, not most, but... A good number of my clients end up crying during some part of the program because I'm a former U.S. military officer and I do not accept any sort of, yeah, I'll take action tomorrow. I had one client who was telling me stuff like, hey, what action did you take? And he goes, well, I've decided to focus on this. And I was like, what? What was the action? He's like, well, I've decided to focus on this different part of my life. I'm like, but that's not an action. No, bro. We got to start over. I need to see your workout routine. I need to see the books you're reading. We have to take this seriously. So I decided to make a program that was based on speed of implementation, suspension of disbelief. And then the other parts were like the actual networking secrets that I had learned. So, you you know, if you guys see, like I hang out with a lot of celebrities, a lot of times they'll just DM me for different reasons. And it's not just because there's a bunch of pretty girls on my Instagram. It's because I have connections to all sorts of different people. I, I never, whenever I throw an event, I don't ever have to ask for sponsors anymore. They're always coming out of the woodwork to come to my events. And then because the majority of my social life is based around charity events, it's really easy you, you guys will find that if you're doing a charity event for domestic abuse or for animal rescue, it's not the girl next door you can invite to your event. It's Kim Kardashian. It's Paris Hilton, literally Paris Hilton. I don't mean figuratively, literally Paris Hilton, who you can invite. When you start doing things for other people and you start trying to build win-win situations for other people, now your social circle extends to infinity. There is no ceiling to it. And that's another thing that I, I would try to teach guys. But one of the things is, you know, because I have, most of my friends are female. It's so antithetical to what they teach in the pickup community. And I just keep showing them over and over again, no, you guys are wrong. I don't let girls put me in the friend zone. I actually put them in the friend zone, every single girl that I meet. It doesn't mean that we don't date. It's just nobody else needs to know about it. And, you know, I treat, Trip. if you came out with me sometime, let's like, say for my birthday, there were 54 girls that showed up to my birthday party. Nobody was paid to be there. They were all just friends of mine. We had a huge photo shoot and then we had a party afterwards and then there were three nights of party. If you came there and there was a girl that I was dating or a girl that I, that I was just friends with, you would not be able to tell which is which. This is a huge component to this. If you If there was a girl I was dating that I was intimate with and a girl that I'm just friends with and you saw us interact, you would not be able to tell which is which. And that's because I understand how to actually be friends with women. As opposed to what most guys do is that they put on, the as soon as they get around attractive women, they put on this persona, this persona that they need. And this persona is the thing that comes out. So when they're talking to the me, they're like, yeah, man, I can't go wait to talk to this girl. And then they go talk to the girl and it's like, hey guys, what are you guys doing later? You guys want to hang out? You want to come over to my place? Their voice, their voice inflection changes. Their intent changes. Everything changes. The way I sound to you right now is the way I sound when I host a bikini competition. It's the way I sound when I go on a date. Is the way It, it doesn't, doesn't change. My voice inflection doesn't change at all. My attitude doesn't. So, because of that, the other thing that I found is that a lot of girls they just want trustworthy men in their life, for lack of a better term. And you know, I do a Monday show called Influencer Mondays, and it's me and these seven girls that are all influencers, and we come on and we talk about it, a bunch of stuff, and we talk like we're teammates, we talk like we're equals. I don't, I don't have a girl program in my brain. I teach, I treat everybody exactly the same. And because of that, I feel like there's a trust that's built between us. And that's the reason why whenever I do an event, I get 300 girls to show up. And then the idea of like, oh, you have 300 girls show up. Like, how do you get one of the girls to go home with you? If you have to ask that question, you don't have any female friends. If I tell you, hey, you're going to go to a club with 20 girls and you ask me, well, how do you get a girl to come home with you? That means you've never done it. Because if you've ever done it, you would never ask that question. So that's kind of, if you want to, you know, a quick and dirty 10-minute explanation, that's kind of where the origin of things are. Yeah, thing no, this sounds cool.
0: This is great. I, I definitely have a lot of questions. So are you saying that anyone with the right attitude and the right action plan can get to the point where they can get Paris Hilton to come to a party with them? Is that well, what you're No, saying?
1: no, no. So let's talk about this. So this is really great. And if you look on my IG, yes, I did get Paris Hilton to come to a party with me. The reason why I'm saying this is not specifically that Paris Hilton is going to come. What I'm saying is you can create a social circle. Like I could create one right now where if I invited Paris to something, she probably is going to say no, but she's going to say thank you. And we're going to have an open thread on IG. She might even follow me. And Paris Hilton's an extreme example, but like other examples would be like Lindsay Palas, who I've become you know, good friends with, or somebody like that, like these really big influencers. And then there's several NBA players. There's several you know, moguls, several actors. I'm not going to say their names because I don't want to you know, call them out. But there, there's several former NFL players that hit me up. And it's one of these situations where it's like, hey, brother, you know, just imagine, you know, I don't know, let's say my favorite quarterback, let's say uh, somebody, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of, let's say, you know, Zeke or Dak Prescott, you know, for the Cowboys. Let's say if I were to say, hey, Dak, we're going to do a, a charity for animal rescue at so-and-so at this place, you'd be surprised, whereas like most people who would cold DM them, they'd get no response. But because I'm doing it, and because my social media shows irrefutable visual evidence that I have been doing these charity events, the response rate that I get is astronomical. Whenever I message celebrities or whoever, they're always like, no, but thank you. And then what'll happen is next thing I know is like some former NBA players who have messaged, or some guys who are, you know, huge entrepreneurs, they all of a sudden hit me up, you know, Ty Lopez, whoever, they'll hit me up and be like, hey man, I'm in Vegas. Can you help help me out with this, this, or this? You know, I need to book models for this event, or we want to set up dinner here, or come hang out with us and discuss this whole idea. The other thing I'll tell you is, you know, I work at a hedge fund. I would not be working at this hedge fund if it weren't for my Twitter. On my Twitter, I started posting pictures of me hosting all these cool events. And some guys from a different fund started messaging me. And then we got into a back and forth. They did an interview of me. I think what they expected was for me to be some kind of party guy. And they didn't understand that. I you know, I understood quantitative analysis very clearly. And I have a minor in astrophysics. They didn't understand these things. I had the ability to display that because of the attention that I got from social media. Does that make sense? It does.
0: It does. So let me ask you this then. You're talking to a guy right now, which you are. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of guys listening to this episode. And a guy who is saying, okay, I don't have any girlfriends. I have a couple of friends. Yeah. Where do I begin, right? Where do I begin this whole process of creating a network, a social circle, one that I can be proud of? Let's talk about that. And then I want to talk about the benefits. Well, maybe we, we'll get into that in a little bit. But where does one begin?
1: So because this is a men of action program, I'm not going to speak in generalities. I'm going to speak specifically to you, Okay. What you're going to do is, and this is really difficult for a lot of people to do. So for, because of, for me, I'm 43 years old. One of the superpowers that you get when you turn 35 that I found is that you know exactly what the fuck you want all the time. I don't have any question. There's never a point in my life anymore where I'm confused about what I want. I know exactly what I want all the time. When I talk to some of my clients and I'm like, hey man, who's your dream girl? And they're just like, uh. Can you show me on Instagram like your perfect type of girl? Can you give me 10 of those? Uh, They don't know. They don't have any because they're afraid that if they commit to one thing, then they're going to lose something else. And I'm like, okay, so the first thing I want you to do is that, by the way, it's not always girls. Just so we're clear, I don't teach a pickup program. So a lot of guys will hit me up and be like, well, I want to mimic what this real estate agent does. Or I want to mimic what this injury attorney does. I have a friend of mine who sells a stock option product. He's like, I want to mimic what these other financial guys in the financial community that they have products that they sell. I want to mimic what they do. I, have a, I had a client before who was a sports better, professional sports better. He was the same thing. He's like, I want people to buy my picks. So I was like, okay, can you show me the five guys who are doing what you want to do right now? So in the case, let's just say in the case, because this this podcast is called How to Talk to Girls, we're going to talk about specifically who are the 10 girls that you like the most, okay? And yes, it would probably be helpful if you if you didn't go after every girl that had 40 million followers. It would be great if there was like a girl in your city with maybe you know 20,000 followers, 50,000 just a normal girl who has a normal job in your city. And then what we're going to do is that when you're on Instagram, there's this little button next to the follow button and it's a a little down arrow. You're going to click that and it's going to show you all the the other girls that are related to that girl via social media. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. It's going to show you hundreds, maybe not hundreds, but like maybe another 20, 30, 40, 50 girls that are, are similar to that, live in the same area, follow the same things, have the same interests. The other thing you're going to do is you're going to go through her the people that she follows. And then you're gonna find even more girls. And what you're gonna do is you're gonna take every one of these girls' IGs and you're gonna put them on a spreadsheet. You're gonna create a spreadsheet of, let's just say you live in, I have, a, I have a client, he lives in Omaha, Nebraska. Omaha, fucking Nebraska. And he has 74 girls coming to do a photo shoot with him in Omaha, Nebraska, because he did the technique that I'm talking about right now. He's throwing a photo shoot in. I just keep, I cannot get my, my wrap my hand around this, that this guy had. I saw He showed me the confirmations on IG too. 74 girls. Said they were going to come to his photo shoot in Omaha, Nebraska. Now, most of them are college girls there in Nebraska, but the idea that you could build something like this in Omaha, Nebraska, just kind of let me know. It's easy for you to do it if you live in Vegas. If you live in Omaha, that's unbelievable. He's a PhD, also. Anyway, he 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 just follows the instructions exactly. He writes out so he has a spreadsheet with all the girls, the models that he wants for. It. In this case, a photo shoot. And by the way, Trip, there are six different types of events that we teach. So it's going to be a photo shoot. It's going to be a competition. It's going to be a charity or gala. It's going to be a theme party, or it's going to be, I always forget the last one, Uh photo shoot competition, theme party. So, oh, so list, you have list to party. create this event. You have to create an no. event. based. So, on- so this is a yeah, huge misnomer. You help someone else with an event. I would much more prefer trip. Like, let's say, what city do you live in, Trip? Chicago. Okay. I would much prefer that you contact the Chicago VFW or the Chicago uh, SPCA and you help them with their event. I would way rather you do that. Now, if you, if you have the resources and the inclination and the connections to do your own event, you want to reach out to the venue on your own, then go ahead and do it. But I would prefer you guys do, just like the 10,000 hour rule, just like like learning from mentors, I would prefer you help someone else with their event. So what I tell guys before, all the time is, a lot of times they'll be like, okay, Michael, I want to throw this charity gala because that's one of the five different types. The sixth one, by the way, is called the Corona Container. And that's when you have your friends come over, have drinks, play card games, stuff like that. That's the sixth type of event. When you do the charity event, a lot of the guys are like, well, I'm not good with women, so I'm going to throw the charity event as a crutch. And I explain to them all the time, I'm like, that's not how this works. If you can't take, listen all the guys on here, and if you have trouble with this, this is what my job is to help fix this. If you can't bring six girls to someone else's charity event, you're not ready to throw your own. Let me say that one more time. If you're not ready to take six girls to someone else's event, you're not ready to throw your own event right? This is, this is how I try to explain to the guys. The event is not the crutch. The event is like the catch-all. It's almost like the funnel, right? So you have to learn these different techniques. And we go over that at the beginning of the Men of Action program. All we do is talk about breaks and rapport, how to get people to qualify to you, how to get people to go through your compliance hoops, how to build relationships through those techniques. And it, it, it works for high status males, high status females, attractive women, whatever. We go step-by-step step through that process. We build that social circle group. We sort of funnel it and hone it on social media And then we use those resources, those assets we created on social media, and we use that in order to get people to come to our event. So in this specific case, we're just gonna talk again about a photo shoot in Omaha, Nebraska, just because this is something super difficult. Like if you can do this, you can do anything. He went through a list of girls that were in the Midwest. So he specifically stuck with Arkansas, Texas, Oklahoma, uh, Missouri, Nebraska, North and South Dakota, like that area of the country, Colorado. And then he just invited girls there. And then after he did that invite, then he went after some girls in Florida in Georgia, and in um, California, Nevada, and those areas. And he got, like I said, he got 74 people to show up. Some huge models are flying in. The ones from Dallas and Oklahoma City are all flying in to do his photo shoot. This is his first ever photo shoot. But because he's already helped me with four of mine, he knows exactly what to do. And he's also taught himself how to become a photographer. That's one of the hobbies that he's brought up recently. He has a PhD in agriculture and he's he's taught himself photography. But in this situation now, you have to consider like the alternative, right? In, In sports, we talk about wins above replacement. Well, in this situation, think about his wins above replacement placement. He works in agriculture. He lives in Omaha, Nebraska. What is his social circle going to be like by default? If he's the coolest guy in the world, his social circle is going to be blah. We'll say uh, at a scale of one to 10, it's like a four. In this situation, he's going to do a photo shoot with 74 girls. And let's just say 74 don't show up. Let's just say 35 show up. Okay, now he's doing a photo shoot with 35 girls in the Omaha, Nebraska area. And he's going to have tons of social media proof to be able to post on his Instagram for months that now all of a sudden, at a minimum, his social circle is an eight out of 10. And so just little things like that. And again, you don't have to do photo shoots. Some people just want to do charity events. Some people like, you know, you got a cool house. Like for instance, my place, every week, I have several models come over because one of my best friends owns a modeling agency. She comes over, she brings a bunch of models and we, we I, bring, I buy a bunch of tequila and then we play Never Have I Ever and we play What Do You Mean. Pictionary, and a bunch of other games. And we just sit there and play all day. And I I rescued a bunch of animals and they sit there and they play with the animals and they just love my fucking place. It's just, we call it a Corona container event. There's just all these different things you do. And then from there, you can build your social circle. Now, here's the other thing. Let's say, trip, you're just an awkward dude, but you're still able to pull off the things that I'm saying. The fact of the matter is, if you want to get better at basketball, you want to play against better competition. And if you want to get better at meeting women, I think it's better if you're constantly surrounded by attractive women all the time. I think just... There is no real argument against that. If you wanted to get better with women, you don't want to live in Secaucus, New Jersey or Des Moines, Iowa. You want to live in Las Vegas, Nevada. For me, this idea where I'm, I'm going to create these environments where I'm constantly surrounded by attractive women, it's just going to make me better. I'm going to be able to deal with the pressure. And the other thing is, I, I, heard, I saw this ridiculous video from Steve Harvey, who I love. I love Steve Harvey, but he was talking about men and women can't be friends. And it was just so factually incorrect. The reason why men and women can't be friends is... Men and women cannot be friends when men do not have abundance. That's it. If you do not have abundance in your life, you can't be friends. I, there's no way... One of my best friends is Kindly Myers. She's a huge model from Nashville, Tennessee. Another one of my really close friends is CJ Sparks from Los Angeles. And the reason why I'm friends with them is because I have so many other female friends that are as attractive as they are. And I date girls that are as attractive as they are. If I had just done a 15-month deployment to Iraq and I hadn't been around a woman in 15 months... I started trying to be friends with a girl who looks like that, it would be very difficult for me because at that point, I don't have abundance. But if you live in a situation where you do have abundance, it's very easy to have super attractive female friends.
0: Okay. So let's back up just a bit here because I'm curious about the whole process of you have an event you want to invite these women to. Are you just cold DMing all these women with a script of something to say or how does that work?
1: Sort of. So, So the cold DMing is like the last 15%. You saw my IG, right? Okay, so now I want you to imagine, who's your favorite IG model? Just just throw out one for me. The top of my head, I don't follow a lot of those girls. Well, wow. wait, maybe she's not an IG model. Just any, any model, anyone you're a fan of. Okay. Aim high. Model.
0: Well, aim high. Put me on the
1: spot here. Amanda Cerny. Okay, Amanda Cerny's perfect. Yes, Perfect. So I uh, I think I've I've, got, I've written her and she's written me back before. Amanda Cerny is far is she you think she's more or less likely. Like look at the last picture that I posted on my IG if you can pull it up. That's me hosting a charity event for the Miami Beach Chamber Education Foundation, and they they help provide healthcare workers uh, to all the children in Miami Beach, including some homeless children that are there. Do you think it's more or less likely she's going to respond to me if she sees that? More likely for sure. It's astral. But what if you don't have here? that yet? Right. What well, if you so don't that's, have that? So, but yet? that so that's the thing, right? So just as long as you understand the the key to getting them to respond is not the scripted message. The key to getting them to respond, I I understand we got to get there, but it is the irrefutable visual evidence that you can show on your IG story and your Instagram. And if you want to do it on Facebook too, or if you want to do it on Twitter or wherever, but you need to have that irrefutable visual evidence. So what I'll do, and I wish wish we were doing this through a video format so I could show it to you, but some of my clients... They to go out and they'll take pictures in the Valley of Fire. They'll take pictures under the Brooklyn Bridge. They'll take pictures. They, 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 they make these wonderlust photos. These beautiful photos or videos showing their life. Like we every year I go to Jamaica and these guys went to Ocho Rios, this beautiful waterfall. They'll take pictures just walking across the waterfall. And their Instagram, while it doesn't specifically have to do with the charity event, it shows these guys and it creates a sort of wonderlust Because there are six rules in the Men of Action program. And rule number four is that social media is fake and I'm okay with that. So we're going to create this persona because you know just as well as I do, Trip. Everyone who's successful on social media is is purporting some you know form of uh, incredible life that isn't exactly true. If you look at my social oh, media, yeah. it looks like I'm just around women all the time. The reality of the situation is, I rescue cats. I sit here and take care of cats in my apartment. I am a cat daddy. I wish I had a bigger house so I could have eight cats here. I love rescuing animals. It is my number one hobby. It is by far what I spend most of my time doing. And I do not care. Uh, that I mean, the, the whole thing with all the girls, that's because that's social media and that's what people pay attention to. So that's the reason why I post that. And it gets me attention so that when I ask people to donate to the, the Downtown Dog Rescue or the Stray Cat Alliance in Los Angeles, I can get their attention. They're like, oh, wait, I didn't know about this charity. And then I'm going to do that thing for you, right? So just so we're clear... What we're going to do is, and this is again, this is something one of the tenets of the minimum action program is: we we throw these social media boot camps. We do we did one in Puerto Vallarta, we did two last month in Miami. One of them was for Babes and Toyland. We did one in Negril, Jamaica. We did one in uh, Las Vegas. One in. Los Angeles at Dan Bilzerian's old house, the Wish Mansion. And then we do these social media boot camps. And then when you're there, you take these pictures that show... uh, The the best way to describe it is access to scarce resources. So you have access to a cool party or access to backstage at a, a concert or access to a very cool photo or access to an unbelievable drone shot of you walking through the Valley of Fire or the Grand Canyon and access to... You know, you on stage in a nightclub, act, all these different so you gotta things. Get,
0: that- you got to get photos of you doing cool shit. Correct. Before correct. you start reaching out, cold DMing. So they can see, oh, okay, this guy's got something to go. Which makes sense. Of course, they're going to check out your profile. If you have nothing going on, you're yes. going to be a little shaded out and, and won't even look. Or won't even
1: respond. But of course, correct.
0: you got to get them to respond first. But so but, it, but it's not, cool it's,
1: it's, not it's not, a 10% improvement or a 25% improvement. It's a 50,000% improvement. What I do want to... Correct. So what I do on my Monday calls and on my Thursday calls is whenever we get new guys to come on, one of the things I ask them, I was like, Hey man, tell me who your favorite model is. I'm going to message her during the call. And let's see if she messages me back before the calls up. And probably about 75% of the time they do. There's occasionally like they won't, but most of the, the, maybe they'll respond like afterwards. But when they check out my Instagram, my Instagram shows, Hey, this guy is like, not only does he seem like a a cool guy, but like my favorite IG model already follows him. So I'm going to follow him. And I know that it's a long way to go from not having a social circle to the place where I'm at. But what I want to teach you is a vector, right? We're not like those of you who come on, on my program. You're not going to be Dan Bilzerian. You're not going to be Hugh Hefner. We have the correct mechanism. We just don't have the correct magnitude yet. I just want to put you on a vector. So the answer is that you get better because rule number three in the men of action program is the answer is always abundance. So we want to just get better. How good do we want to get with our social circle? Better. How many more girls do we want to have in our social circle? More. How, what kind of shape do we want to get in? We want to get in better shape, right? How many more books do we want to read? We want to read more. The answer is more, better always. And that's that's the thing that I try to push these guys to. And if you appreciate the journey, then I, I know it's intimidating because you're going to look at what other people are doing on social media and be like, man, I can't do that. The incredible amount of FOMO you're going to feel, you're going to be like, oh, I can't accomplish these things. But if you understand the journey and understand today, is about having more and doing better than yesterday. And you just focus on that every day and then have gratitude for the fact that you live a life to where you can even do this. I, th- I just think the improvement is just astronomical. One of the things that I like to do is when people come on my Thursday calls or my Monday calls, the free calls, that I, the Zoom calls I do every week, is I try to show them what my clients did. I try to like, so for instance, the, again, this guy in Omaha, Nebraska, who has 74 girls coming, I'm going to show videos of what he did and make people understand I wasn't there. I did not assist him. None of these girls were paid. He was able to accomplish this thing and build a social circle completely through listening to what I told him. He just followed directions. There's what I what I do is completely replicatable. And then I show, hey, a guy who isn't me was able to do this. And I, sh- I can show you 12, 13, 14 of my clients have already done this, and then several more who maybe haven't thrown their own events, but they've helped with other people's events, or they have an incredible social circle full of girls where they have like, it could be as something as incredible as the Met Gala and something as cheesy as having a Harry Potter marathon at your house while everybody dresses up like Harry Potter. It could be any one of these things to in, in order to create your social circle.
0: So now, once you've gone through the process, you got the Instagram going, you set up some sort of event or you are latching onto someone else's charity event. Mm-hmm. You start DMing, the women show up. Now what well, well,
1: no, well, We Well, let's talk about the DM. So this is where a lot of people screw up, right? This is a okay. very, 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 very pickup-y thing, right? A lot of times, what I see a lot of guys in pickup do wrong is that they start talking more because they don't feel like they're worthy. So for, so for instance, because they don't think that they're very cool, they start describing, well, I'm a public speaker and I work at this job and I do all this kind of stuff. But probably if I was going to say the number one thing I see guys in the pickup community doing wrong consistently is that they qualify themselves at the beginning of, of these events, the beginning of these interactions. They also also don't make friends with the other girls in the interaction. So the, the main thing that we're going to do when we start this is we're going to send a DM, but the DM is going to be, you, you, everybody should write this down if you're listening. When you want to DM, when you want to call DM people, more evidence... Fewer words, more evidence. Fewer words. So, for instance, if I'm going to do a bikini competition, I'm going to show three photos of magnificent bikini competitors competing in previous bikini competitions that I've done, and then it, then the the invite. The actual words are going to be very short. Hundred thousand dollar bikini competition on this date. Maybe one more sentence of description. Would you like to attend? So, three sentences total. More evidence. Fewer words. Uh, Trip. Have you ever got those messages on IG? Hey, do you want to get a, a blue check mark or do you want do you want us to increase your time. social media all the time? You you never click on them though. And how long are they? They get longer and longer and longer every time. Fifteen, like three, four, five paragraphs. You don't you want to be the opposite of that. You want to show proof that you're good at what you say you're good at. And use as few words as possible to do it. Does that make sense? Okay, so
0: you're going to send them photos, or you're going to send them Instagram posts. What do you?
1: All all of all of of the above. All the above. So so for instance, if I want girls to come to Paradise Challenge, I'm going to send the video from the last Paradise Challenge that was already set up, and then some unbelievable photos from it. Right. If I want to do babes in Toyland. I'm going to, uh, for Babes in Toyland, I just showed groups of girls that were smiling, that were all at Babes in Toyland donating toys. Like uh, they had teddy bears and Barbie dolls and all this kind of stuff that they were donating to the Midnight Mission and the big smiles on their faces when they were doing it. So uh, if I was going to do one for, uh, let's say the Wish party, the Wish Halloween party, I, m- I might show a picture of the $70 million mansion in Bel Air. Whatever it is, I'm going to either show location, I'm going to show the girls. And by the way, when I show the girls, there's always there always needs to be compliance in the photo. That's another thing I talk about is compliance. Whenever you're taking photos with other people, there needs to be compliance. And either you have their hand on you or turned in towards you or have a big smile on their face. Or if you're doing a selfie video, there must be compliance. So you don't look like a tourist or you don't look like you're just bothering someone for an autograph. So it's just all these different facets of it. But you need to show this evidence. A lot of times for when guys are starting off, the best evidence is, hey, we're going to do a photo shoot at this penthouse. And it's just four pictures that they pulled off Zillow of the penthouse. And then here's the other thing, right? So what else, if you're a girl and you're going to a photo shoot, what's the most important thing that you want to know? What do you think it is? Uh, Payment? No, the photographers. No, nobody ever gets paid at my photo shoots, ever. You're going to want to know who are the biggest photographers that are coming to the photo shoot. These I'm going girls to show... aren't getting paid to attend. Never. No, I've never paid a single girl to come to any of my stuff. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so when I do a photo shoot, the, the thing is, if, if you have huge photographers, the girls are going to come and do it. I believe it's called TFP or trade for post or something like that. The girls understand, okay, we're doing this for trade. The girls are going to come because they want to shoot with Stephen Bagley. They want to shoot with Lee LHGFX. They want to shoot with Alan Grigsby. They want to shoot with Harry Grigsby. They want to shoot with Bad Dog Photo. They want to shoot with JB Smooth Photography. They want to shoot with Keith Sell. They want to shoot with these guys that you probably never heard of before. But because I am I throw photo shoots once a month, I know all these photographers. When the photographers show up, the girls... Now, remember, what, what do the girls see? Very quick message. It's got four photographs of these, this incredible location. And then it's got a list of the photographers that are coming. Now I have created irrefutable visual evidence that this is going to be a high quality photo shoot. And then of course they're going to come. But no, I've never paid a single girl to come to any of my, events. not any so of the charity events. the value values.
0: that they're getting is not money. It's Correct. being able to, that, that's just with the photographer. So what, what other value are they getting from attending other events?
1: So to think about the three pillars, right? So the three pillars for me for a photo shoot are going to be the location, the photographers, and the models. The models get incredible content. The photographers also get incredible content from the models, and they get to network with the models. A lot of times, well, a lot of these photographers will come to my shoot specifically. Las Vegas is a city full of really pretty girls that don't have big social media followers. They end up working at these pools and make two hundred thousand dollars a year. They don't, they don't like post on social media, and I and I bring these just stunning, just breathtaking women to these photo shoots, and the photographers are all they're ready to shoot the girls with two million followers, and then I introduce them to, to you know a girl like. Ashlyn Mariah or Steffi Joseph, their tongue is hanging out of their mouth because they can't believe how beautiful these girls are. And I'm like, yeah, this girl has 4,000 followers, 3,000 followers. And they want to shoot girls like that. They're always looking for new talent. That's what the photographers get out of it. And then whoever has the location, they may... A lot of times we do our shoots at either a guy's house who has like a luxury rental property or a guy who just wants a lot of pretty girls running around his house. Especially with the luxury rental property, they need to use social media influencers in order to promote their location. So that they, now that's what they get out of it. So it's a win-win-win situation. Does that make sense? What does the photographer get out of it? The photographer gets content for his IG. Uh, who who ends up hiring that guy? Okay, so so let's, let's look at, let's use an example. I don't know if you can pull up on Instagram, but a great example would be Stephen Bagley, right? Bagley photo here in Las Vegas. Stephen Bagley was a good, he's always been a great photographer. But what happened was he got the interest of a huge model. She's one of the Maxim Hot 100 models. Her name is Abigail Ratchford. And I believe Abigail Ratchford has like 9 million followers or something like that. Abigail came out to Vegas and he shot her for free. Obviously, he didn't pay her. She didn't pay him. She just happened to be in Vegas. She shot with him. She loves the photos. Now she shoots with him frequently. Whenever Abigail posts a photo that Stephen Bagley took, she tags Bagley Photo in the photos. And now his social media has grown vociferously because of it. It's grown mag- like exponentially because of it. Now, because of that, now other girls see that Stephen Bagley is the guy who shoots Abigail Ratchford, and now they're willing to pay whatever he charges. And I, I know what his fees are, but I don't want to say them out loud. But now, you know, he may not charge this top group of twenty girls. All the other girls who come shoot with him, he will charge them. Does that make sense? He moves okay, exactly. the free line. Yeah, that's how. That's I how it works. See, with I all see these how
0: it, the the whole ecosystem is working
1: here. How everyone's getting the value out of it. And, and here's the other thing that's changed recently. And I know we're, we're talking a lot about photo shoots, guys. And I don't want to, I don't want you to think that's all we do because it's not. But but during the coronavirus, it was it was the easiest thing to pull off. Uh, OnlyFans and some of these sponsorship deals have made it to where previously, if a girl takes good photos, this would be something to grow her social media. Now it actually translates into cold hard cash. If a girl does a really great photo shoot and posts it on her OnlyFans, it's an actual monetary amount that she receives. It's not just sort sort of some sort of like ethereal sort of vague social media exposure, right? She's not doing it for quote unquote exposure anymore. She's doing like this collab thing where she's doing implied nudes with some other girl and they're filming it. She posts it on her OnlyFans and she makes $20,000 off of it. Now, what this is the crazy thing that's happened trip is because of social media I used to get girls like sometimes like maybe a third of the girls would flake. Now no none of the girls flake. They all show up on time because they're making so much money from these photos and I'm throwing the photo shoot. Now I'm the one like delivering this massive amount of value to them because I'm getting them a free location and I'm getting them to shoot with these unbelievable photographers. The photographers now, they have their own OnlyFans too. And now I'm just just this sort of facilitator for this one type of business. The other thing is, like again, for the charity events, one of the things that makes girls look really good is photos of them on a red carpet. So when I have these charity events, one of the things I spend the most time working on is the lighting on the carpet. I do interviews on the red carpet. I have a team of videographers that film the girls, and then they take that footage and then they post it on their social media, which not only makes them look good because they're they're getting photographed on a red carpet, but it brings attention to the Downtown Dog Rescue, the Shade Tree, the, all these different charities that I work with, the Douglas J. Green Memorial Foundation, all these different charities that I work with, Faceboard LA, Smash Global, all those. So it's just a win-win-win situation using social media. Is it sometimes disingenuine because we're sitting there like getting these girls to like, uh, well, I, I say the best way to describe it. So I host Babes and Toyland Charity. It's probably the biggest charity event in Los, Los Angeles because we do three of them a year there. I tell people, like I go up on stage and I say this, I'm like, gentlemen, we're here to like exploit you for money to, for this charity so you can hang out with your favorite Instagram models. I say it out loud. I'm very, very f- forward about it. We're bringing your favorite Maxim and Playboy models to this event to get you to spend money so that we can rescue these animals. So we can get a bunch of toys. We, we had two 18-wheelers full of toys that we donated to the Midnight Mission. Stuff like that. That's the kind of stuff that we we try to accomplish. And then, you know, other things, like whenever there's a birthday party, and I know this is a little bit off the topic, but whenever there's a birthday party and girls come to Vegas, I'm always the first person they, they call because they did my bikini competition, because they did my photo shoot, and because they came to my charity event. Does that make sense? It does. It does.
0: Okay, cool. So then how do you as, okay, you, you, now let's just say you do an event, you start making friends with some of the girls. And then how do you decipher who you want to hang around in your more immediate social circle? So not just inviting them to events, but women that you want to date, hook up with, spend time with friend zone. How do you
1: know who to do that with if there's so many women there? So the answer is, I mean, you just kind of answered your own question. So for me, there is no, I like this girl, so I'm going to aim for her. It's n- that whole f- part of my life is over. What I do instead is, hey, let's have 16 girls come over and we're just going to hang out. And then just whatever happens, happens. I embrace chaos. I-, I love the chaos of the situation. If you guys want to know what it's like for me here in Vegas, it's like, like so I say June 6th, I'm going to a buddy's birthday party at XS. When I go, I'm going to invite 75 girls to come with me. Realistically, 25, 30 girls are going to be able to come just because it's a Sunday night. Some of them have work the next day. So let's say I show up to the place with 25, 30 girls are going to give me one or two comp tables. When I'm there and the guy guys see me with 25, 30 girls, another 10 or 15 girls are going to leave their table to come say hi to the girls that are at my table or to come say hi to me. Now there's 40 girls. Some of the girls at my table are going to leave. And then afterwards, a group of us are going to go to the rhino or Dre's or we're going to go eat or something like that. We're going to go to one party, then we're going to go to another party. Then a whole nother group of girls are going to show up. I'm going to be talking to them. And then by the end of the night, some girl that I've never met before in my life asked me to go out on a date and then we end up going on a date the next night. It's complete fucking chaos trip. It's just fucking random. It's, it's really like a machine ho- that just produces it for you once, you. once you have it going. Correct. But the problem is what a lot of guys want to do is, you know, mysteries, whole thing of A1, A2, A3, go through the seduction process, all this kind of stuff. No, it's just chaos. It's just randomness and you have to embrace the chaos. And one of the things that happens is, I know this is a little nerdy here, but the central limit theorem from statistics, right? As N approaches infinity, your returns are going to start to look like a normal distribution. Well, it's the same kind of situation here. As your number of occurrences where you go out with groups of girls approaches infinity, you're going to start to see the situation where every night... There's going to be like, this girl likes you, then this girl likes you, then this girl likes you, then this girl likes you. And I will tell you that if you go out to a club with two girls, nobody likes you. And if you go out to a club with 20 girls, 40 girls like it. It's this exponential effect. And that, that I've learned that happens because of a psychological thing called pre-selection that causes uh, just a Oh, it's the most powerful.
0: Social proof yeah. and pre-selection is Correct. the most powerful thing. Correct that that exists so if you can get that going and create the social circle that's what makes it so
1: easy think about it going zero miles an hour right now okay all you do is have eight female friends that you go out with all the time you don't listen to anything else I said you don't have a spreadsheet full of girls you don't throw your own events you don't do anything like that all you do is have these group of eight girls like I have a friend of mine named Liddy And I know seven nights a week, if I want to go out to a club, if I want to go party, I can just call Liddy and Liddy will show up. She'll bring four other girls with her. She'll be acting lit as a motherfucker. Everyone will like follow her lead. She's so much fun. She's one of my best friends. I am never going to lay a hand on her. And she's gorgeous. She's a beautiful actress from Los Angeles. I know that if I bring Liddy out, Liddy is going to bring a ton of girls with her. And then Liddy, if I bring a date with me, Liddy is going to talk so good about me to my date because Liddy is my fucking teammate. I'm the point guard, Liddy's the shooting guard. I'm the quarterback, Liddy's the tight end. Like we are teammates. And so because I have a bunch of Liddies in my life, when I go out, I take, I, I get a big group of Liddy's that are always down to go out, always down to have a good time. Don't try to screw anything up. I don't try to sleep with them. And every night I show up, I show up at the club legitimately 15, 16 girls with me. That's the way it works. No, it doesn't matter. What if it's four girls? What if it's five girls? Like I did a comp the other night with four huge influencers. I just took them out. Two of them were going through breakups. We were just sitting there talking. I got them like comp tequila. I introduced them to like one huge uh the the manager, the GM of the of the club we were at Encore Beach Club. I just introduced them to the to the whole time, then we ordered food later and then we played cards and that was it. All right. I mean That wasn't it. Obviously, other things happened, but we're not going to talk about that. The main issue is that we just created this environment. And then so because we had just a couple of female friends to go out with us, it just created massive, massive pre-selection. And as you said before, there's nothing that trumps pre-selection. You could, you know, some people say there's six, seven, eight attraction triggers. Well, if you were to, you know, put all the attraction triggers in a pie chart, 68% of it would be one thing and that would be pre-selection. And so as you can see, if you look at my Instagram, that's the main thing I focus
0: on. Very cool. Awesome. Michael, this was so interesting and I've never heard any method like this before, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the podcast because I knew there was something that you were doing that was very unique and different and I'm glad you shared it with us. It is a little bit more on the uh, you know advanced end because there's more work than I think guys would think they'd have to put into it. But then again, I always say what you put in is what you're going to get out. So Absolutely. Yeah. it's It's completely worth it, it sounds. If guys want to find you Where can they find you and
1: connect with you? So the easiest way is going to be to go to Michael Sartan on Instagram. If you don't have an Instagram, we need to get you an Instagram. That's going to be step one, right? We do that and you guys are interested in joining. We have a free Telegram group and we have a free meme chat. I didn't even talk about this trip. I post a ton of memes. Uh, That's another reason why a ton of people follow me. I know, Uh, they're funny. Look, I watch them. They're funny, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we have a meme chat that we have all the guys who join our Telegram groups. They join, they have memes to post on, on their social media just if you don't have anything else to post. When you join the Telegram group then you have links to the free... Monday call we do, and this is another thing, This is another place where we we bifurcate from pickup is that I do a Monday call and all the things I just told you, I say this in front of a bunch of women. Sometimes there's anywhere from three to like 14 girls on the call and they're all models on Instagram. And then we ask, we have these guys ask them questions and we talk about it on the Monday call because there's nothing that I do that I that is creepy. It's not any of this, like there's no, nothing that I do that's shady or creepy. I want to do this in front of women, right? And then on Thursdays, it's almost all guys. And we that's when we start talking about logistics and technique. The Thursday call and the Monday call are both 4 p.m. PST, 7 p.m. EST. So I'm about to do one here in about an hour and they are uh, completely free to anyone. You don't ever have to join the Men of Action program. If you do though, this is gonna be the preview for if you wanna do it. And like you said, Trip, how much work you put in is how much work you get out. If you don't wanna do a lot of work, you do not wanna join my program. I am warning you right now, do not join this program. If you expect me to like give you a couple of pieces of advice and then you can like cry with your friend and then go back to live in, in your mom's basement, not going to the gym. This is not for you. I make a lot of my clients cry. This is for people who have a core fundamental need. Like they've hit rock bottom and they have to change. If you kind of want to change, don't join my program. If you have to change. If you're getting 80% of what you want in life and you just absolutely need, uh, because uh, there, there are four tenets to the program. One is called entrepreneurship, one is called leadership, one is called mindset, and then the last one is called social networking. If you are a person who has trouble with passive-aggressive communication, if you're a person who has trouble with time management, if you're a person who has trouble with being efficient uh, as an entrepreneur, this program is for you. If you're a person who actually wants to learn about quantitative finance, if you're a person who wants to learn about how to set goals, if you're a person who wants to learn about just different things about leadership qualities, this is this is the program for you. And both but we take that complete man that we've created, and then we put that, that person into a social situation. I don't want to teach you how to manipulate women into liking you. I want to teach you how to be a fucking badass so that they, all, they can't help but choose you. One more time. I'm not interested in teaching you techniques to trick women into liking you. I'm, t- I'm interested in teaching you to become a fucking badass so you always get chose. That's the difference between this program and any other program that you're going to do. All of us in the group, not just me, we're all going to hold you accountable to the things that you say that you're going to do. So again, I would go on Instagram to Michael Sartain. You can also go to getelevated.com forward slash MOA for men of action, getelevated.com forward slash MOA. And you can actually just like learn about the program there if you want. Anything else, just look up Michael Sartain. You're going to find me at Michael Sartain on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, everything like that. It's always going to be at Michael Sartain.
0: Perfect, we'll put that in the show notes. Michael, thanks so much for being here, sharing some of your knowledge, wisdom, and action-taking techniques.
1: Appreciate it. I love it, brother. Hit me up later. Tell me when you come to Vegas. Sounds good. Sounds right, good. Man. That's a deal. Take care. Got it.